Guidelines in Practice, Autologous Tissue Management, by Terry Link. Abstract. During a surgical procedure, the surgeon may remove tissue to be preserved and stored for replantation or autotransplantation on or in the same individual during a subsequent procedure. The AORN, Guideline for Autologous Tissue Management, provides guidance to perioperative personnel for preserving and handling autologous tissue, for example, cranial bone flaps, parathyroid tissue, skin, vessels, that will be replanted or autotransplanted in the same facility in which the tissue was surgically removed. This article discusses guideline recommendations on packaging, labeling, storing, and disposing of autologous tissue. A scenario describes how an interdisciplinary team uses the AORN guideline and guideline essentials to identify recommendations and tools to incorporate into their policy and procedures after their facility receives a citation during a regulatory site visit. Perioperative RNs should review the entire guideline for additional information when creating and updating policies and procedures on autologous tissue management. Autologous tissue, that is, an autograft, is tissue recovered from an individual for replantation or transplantation on or in that individual. Replantation involves replacing an organ or body part, for example a cranial bone flap, into its original site and re-establishing its circulation. Perioperative personnel may preserve some types of autologous tissue for planned later use. For example, when a surgeon removes a cranial bone flap to decrease the patient's intracranial pressure and then replants it, that is, performs a cranioplasty, after the pressure has normalized. When a patient has hyperthyroidism that necessitates a partial parathyroidectomy, it may become clinically necessary for the surgeon to autotransplant parathyroid tissue to prevent that patient from requiring lifetime serum monitoring and supplements for hypothyroidism. Surgeons may request preservation and storage of veins, skin, and adipose tissue because the removed tissue is not needed during the initial surgery but may be needed later, for example, for a skin graft. Using the patient's own tissue instead of allograft tissue or synthetic implants prevents the risk of immunoreactivity, may improve long-term outcomes, and, depending on the type of tissue, may result in improved cosmetic appearance and reduced costs. However, failure to adhere to good tissue practices could result in an unusable graft, an infection, or errors in identification of the tissue or patient. When perioperative personnel recover, package, label, and store tissue in the original form for replantation or autotransplantation in the same patient in the same facility, and the processing steps include only cleaning, rinsing, sizing, and shaping, the facility is not required to register with the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, FDA, as a tissue establishment. The FDA requires a facility to register as a tissue establishment when tissue handling at the facility includes manufacturing steps, such as sterilization, or other processing steps that change the tissue from its original form. The revised AORN, Guideline for Autologous Tissue Management, published in December 2019, provides recommendations based on the guideline project team's appraisal of the strength and quality of the evidence available in the healthcare literature. The project team then used its evidence appraisal score, a benefit-harm assessment, and consideration of resource use to rate each recommendation. 
the AORN Evidence Rating Model has four levels of recommendation ratings, regulatory requirement, recommendation, conditional recommendation, and no recommendation. Figure 1 shows the criteria for each recommendation level. The evidence table for the Guideline for Autologous Tissue Management, available on the AORN website at https colon double slash www.aorn.org slash guidelines slash about hyphen AORN hyphen guidelines slash evidence hyphen tables provides detailed information on the literature the project team used to develop the guideline. The guideline addresses 15 topics, tissue establishment registration, cranial bone flap, parathyroid tissue, skin, vessels, femoral head, ingus, adipose tissue, team communication, handling, packaging and labeling, storage disposal and cleaning, transport, documentation, and policies and procedures. This article discusses regulatory requirements and recommendations from applicable guideline sections that address packaging, labeling, storage, and disposal of autologous tissue. See sidebar 1. After the discussion of specific recommendations, a scenario describes a regulatory visit during which a facility receives a citation related to the management of autologous tissue. An interdisciplinary team at the facility uses the guideline to identify recommendations that they will incorporate into policy and procedures. They also fund a tissue log template and an audit notice in the AORN Guideline Essentials that they can use to help track preserved tissue in the facility. Packaging and Labeling Proper packing and labeling of autologous tissue helps preserve the tissue and prevent contamination, damage, or loss. Correct labeling also may prevent mix-ups and inadvertent transplantation of tissue into an unintended recipient. Regulatory Requirements To help ensure the viability of stored tissue and to protect the personnel handling the tissue from exposure to blood, other body fluids, or other potentially infectious materials, packaging for autologous tissue must be leak-proof and puncture-resistant. In addition, the FDA details specific requirements for labeling the tissue package to warn personnel handling the tissue when the tissue presents an infectious disease risk. The required wording for the label varies based on the results of any testing of the tissue for infectious diseases. Recommendations AORN recommends that perioperative personnel package and label autologous tissue immediately after transferring it from the sterile field to help preserve the integrity of the tissue, for example, moisture content. Perioperative personnel should use materials for packaging that are large enough to fit and protect the tissues and validated to meet the anticipated storage temperature range and duration. Perioperative personnel should apply labels to both the inner and outer packages and should confirm that the labels will remain affixed to the packaging during storage. In addition to the information required by the FDA, the label should contain unique patient identifiers to help ensure that the tissue is used only for the patient from whom the tissue was removed. Storage and Disposal Perioperative personnel should store and maintain tissue at temperatures that will prevent bacterial growth or tissue breakdown. The facility should have a policy for reviewing the status of autologous tissue to determine when it is nearing the expiration date 
or maximum storage duration, and perioperative personnel should remove the tissue from storage for disposal after the expiration or storage date has passed. Recommendations An interdisciplinary team that includes perioperative personnel, the transplanting surgeon, and an infection preventionist should use the tissue type and factors related to preservation and storage conditions to establish autologous tissue storage temperatures and expiration dates or maximum storage duration. AORN recommends that perioperative personnel establish a schedule for periodic review of the inventory of stored autographs for package integrity and approaching expiration or maximum storage dates. The collaborative team should establish processes for managing tissue that is nearing its expiration date and include removal and disposal of autologous tissue at the end of the maximum storage duration according to state and local regulations. AORN conditionally recommends criteria for managing tissue that is near the expiration date or the maximum storage duration, including reviewing the patient's status, assessing packaging, discussing information about the tissue with the appropriate surgeon, and contacting the patient or his or her legal representative about the release of the tissue. Scenario During a site visit for reaccreditation of a community hospital and Level 2 trauma center, the surveyors select a patient for the preoperative continuum of care tracer. Previously, the patient underwent a procedure that required preservation and storage of a cranial bone flap, and the patient is now scheduled to undergo replantation of the flap to cover the defect that occurred as a result of trauma. After the RN circulator performs the surgical skin preparation and the surgeon drapes the site, the surgeon asks the RN circulator to retrieve the bone flap from the freezer in which it has been stored. The RN locates the bone flap labeled with a patient's name at the back of the freezer. The package label includes a date that is four months before the date of planned replantation, but there is no indication of whether it is an expiration date or the date of procurement and packaging. The surveyors observe the process of obtaining the bone flap from the freezer and ask the RN circulator if there is a tissue tracking log for tissue stored in the freezer. The nurse replies that she is not aware of a tracking log. The surveyors cite the facility for failure to track tissue stored in the freezer. They request that facility leaders develop and implement a plan for the handling and management of autologous tissue within 90 days of the survey and submit the plan for the revised process to the surveyors. The facility educator, the infection preventionist for the OR, the nurse manager, the OR director, and the neurosurgeon meet to discuss the citation and how they will develop and implement a written plan. The current processes do not include use of a tracking log for stored tissue or specified temperature and storage time for cranial bone flaps. The educator reports that the AORN autologous tissue guideline has recently been revised and she provides the guideline for the team to review. The guideline includes new recommendations for determining the maximum storage duration for autologous tissue, depending on the packaging method and patient-specific needs. Another recommendation addresses establishing a schedule for review of the inventory of stored tissue that is nearing expiration or the maximum storage duration. The team notes that the tissue labels should include either an expiration date or a maximum storage duration designation. The team completes an inventory of the stored tissue, assesses the package integrity and label information, and determines whether the remaining tissue is still needed. 
the surgeons who perform procedures involving cranial bone flaps suggest setting a maximum storage time of two years. This will be specified in the policy and procedure, and the RN circulator will be responsible for clearly labeling the maximum storage duration on both the inside and outside of the tissue packaging with a unique patient identifier. The educator assesses a template of a log for tracking cranial bone flaps in the AORN guideline essentials and adapts it for use at the facility. See Figure 2. The infection preventionist assumes responsibility for completing quarterly audits on the autologous tissue stored in the freezer. When a date of maximum storage duration occurs in that quarter, the nurse manager will use an audit letter template from the guideline essentials, see Figure 3, to notify the surgeon of the impending date so the surgeon can decide whether the tissue is needed for the patient or if it should be discarded. The team shares the tissue tracking plan at the monthly staff meeting and submits the plan to the regulatory agency. The team receives confirmation from the agency that the plan fulfills the requirements of the citation. The infection preventionist includes this process as a quality improvement project in the infection prevention risk assessment and in the infection control plan for the year. Conclusion Autologous tissue may be stored for long periods of time in a healthcare facility. The tissue may not be used in a timely manner or may not be needed. Healthcare facility leaders should develop policies and procedures for packaging, labeling, and storing for preservation to help standardize processes and assist personnel in managing autologous tissue. These processes also should provide a method for perioperative staff members to ensure the tissue is viable when it is needed and to discard unneeded tissue after reviewing the affected patient status and tissue storage parameters and expiration dates.